Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Followed by the pound key. Talk to you live. This episode is being recorded and streamed live on TalkShoe.com. Please press 1 to accept and enter the online studio. Brothers and sisters, YouTube, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Class Truth Hour on the four-time national award-winning POET radio. Tonight's lesson is cast the first stone. Again, cast the first stone. Why are we so quick to judge? We look at other people and we say, well, man, they should know this word of God. They've been going to church their whole lives and they don't know this word of God. Um, why are they so resistant? Why, why, why can't they see what I see? Well, brothers and sisters, sometimes God reveals things to people in a time and in the manner in which they can receive them. How many times were you uh, told the word of God and it was shared with you, but you were not ready to hear it at that particular time? Then maybe something happened to you in your life. I know with me, it was the, uh, the losing of my son to cancer. When I lost my son to cancer, there has been a lot of things uh, that, that I read and a lot of things that I heard, but they didn't hit me like it hit me. It hit different after my son passed away. And so I was able to read some of the same verses that I had read plenty of other times. And I had a different type of revealing of those verses. I began to see things with my spiritual eye differently than I had been seeing them before my son had passed away. I was emotionally open. I was hurt. And sometimes we have to go through things in life in, or, in order to see things from a different perspective and a different angle, from a perspective in which we had never seen them before, the tragedy struck in our lives. But even before that, somebody was patient with you and I, whether it was our grandmother, whether it was our mother, who preached to us the word of God and took us to the church with them. Yeah, maybe they took us to church on the wrong day. And maybe some of the things that they taught us were not biblically correct, but they tried to share the word with us the best they knew how. And we wasn't receiving it. And don't be no 90s baby. When I say 90s baby, I'm talking about born in the 70s. But in the 90s, you were a teenager. This was a different time period in which we were rebelling. Public Enemy was out, Poor Righteous Teachers was out, KRS-One was out, and we went against the grain, we went against the structure, and we didn't want to hear nothing about no blonde hair, blue-eyed Jesus. We didn't want to hear nothing about no cross. We didn't want to hear nothing about no Bible, because at that time, we thought that the white man wrote it. We didn't want to hear it. Now, our motivations may have been pure, but our ignorance 
of what we were doing, brothers and sisters, had outweighed our motivation. So today, we're older now. We're in our 30s and we're in our 40s and some are 50s. And we're more spiritually mature than we've ever been in our lives. And now we've gotten to the point where we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We know that this book were inspired by men whom God had sent to write the word because that's the only way that God can communicate with man is through man. We understand all those things now. But until we got to the point where we are today, you and I both at some point and at some time were judging others for what they were doing and for whatever they did until we learned that we at some point were guilty of some of the same things that we looked at other people for and we judged other people about. We became guilty of some of the same things. So why are we so quick to judge? Cast the first stone. That's the name of tonight's lesson. Let's get into what we believe. The Truth Hour Bible Class is an online social media Bible-based ministry. We teach the uncut word of God as it is written in the Bible, line upon line, precept upon precept, Isaiah 28 and 10. Our mission is to lead as many souls to Jesus the Christ so that through the word of God and the keeping of the commandments, we may receive salvation. Our motto is, if you cannot read it, then do not believe it. Here's what we believe. Number one, we believe in the name of Jesus. We have no dispute with those who may want to use the name Yahshua or Isua or any other variation of the name as it came through translation from Hebrew, Aramaic to Greek to Latin to English. Number two, we believe that Jesus alone is our Lord and Savior. Number three, we believe in the Sabbath day, which is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Number four, we believe in the seven feast days of the Lord as listed in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. And we just came off of our seventh and final feast day, which is called the eighth day. So if you want to learn more about the feast days, go back and watch the last previous, I want to say four lessons that we did that will give you an insight into the seven feast days, although it dealt with the last four, okay? We believe that we, the so-called African-American and those who were spread throughout the world through the transatlantic slave trade are Israelites, and that the Lord's statutes, laws, and commandments apply to us. Read it, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. It's our history written in the book before it even happened. Number six, we believe that we must keep the law to the best of our ability. The more we learn about the word of God and what the word of God says, the more responsibility we have to keep the word. Number seven, we believe that we must keep the Lord's dietary law according to Leviticus, the 11th chapter. No pork, no shrimp, no catfish, no, no, no lobster. The Lord wanted to sanctify or separate us from the other nations of the world. So there are things that he required us not to do or not to eat. And for anyone who adopted the, uh, I hate to use the word religion, who adopted the theology of the Israelites, which means that you profess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you're a follower of Jesus, then not only does this apply to us as natural-born Israelites, it applies to you who are spiritual Israelites, followers of Jesus. 
We believe that both the scriptures or the Old Testament and the testimony or the New Testament must be used when teaching the word of God. You can't be an Old Testament scholar or a New Testament Christian. You must be both. Isaiah 8 and 20. We don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service. The Lord told us to keep the Sabbath day. The Romans gave us Sunday as a day of worship. We don't believe in a Trinity doctrine because in the Bible, there are only two beings that's mentioned or go by the title God. That's the Father and the Son. Well, what are you saying, Brother Black Eyes? You don't believe in the Holy Ghost? Of course we do. He's one that bears record with the Father and the Son in heaven. We can read that. But he's not in the Godhead. We don't believe in the cross or any images that one may use to worship their God. Because in the Ten Commandments, it said, make no images of anything in heaven, on earth, or under the earth. We don't believe in holidays that originated in the worship of other gods, such as Christmas. It originated in the worship of another god. Easter, it originated in the worship of another god. New Year's Day was the celebration of the Roman god Janus. That's where the month January was named after, the god Janus. The two-faced or the two-headed God, one looking towards the future, one looking towards the past. Look it up. That's why we don't celebrate it. And as a matter of fact, it's not even the new year. January is the 11th month of the year. Another lesson for another time. Number 10, we believe that salvation through Jesus is for all people, no matter what race, color, or nationality, Revelation 7 and 9. Brothers, at this time, if you have a hat or a hair covering, please remove your hat and your hair covering. Sisters, if you don't have a hair covering at this time, we ask that you put a hair covering over your head because the book of 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verses 3 through 6, mm -hmm. talks about the ordinance of God and how a woman must have her head covered when she's praying or prophesying. What's prophesying is reading the word of God because the word of God is full of prophecy. And a man must have his head uncovered when praying or prophesying. What's prophesying? It's reading the word of God. Now let's go ahead and get into tonight's lesson. The word of God is so powerful that oftentimes we can't contain it. Emotionally, we become so excited by the inspiration we receive from the new knowledge that one of the first things we want to do is go out there and tell people what we've learned. We want to go out there and share with people what we've learned. Now, you got knowledge, but you ain't got wisdom because you really don't know how to share this new word with other people. But you are so excited. You are enthusiastic about this new word. Many times when we get this new knowledge, brothers and sisters, we forget that there was a time when we were in darkness and we didn't have this, the light of the word. Some of us begin to criticize other people who are still yet in darkness and we begin to judge them for the darkness that they are in when one time we were once in darkness ourselves. Okay. We ate pork, we celebrated Christmas, we didn't keep the Sabbath day. We did a lot of things, brothers and sisters, when we were in darkness. Who are we to judge other people today that are in darkness today? Our job is not to judge, our job is to share and teach the word of God with them. 
Now, whether they receive it or not or accept it or not, that's between them and God. This lesson will give you a blueprint on how we should conduct ourselves as teachers, as warners, and as messengers of the word of God. Turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter. What's in the mind, brothers and sisters, comes out of the mouth. I talk to my cousin and I tell him that all the time. I said, it really don't matter what you say. I can determine how you feel by the words that you speak, no matter how you try to fix it up. You know what a person is thinking by what he or she is talking about or what they talk about, right? You can say anything you want, but the revealing of your heart sometimes comes out in what you say. Do we complain more than we praise God? Do we criticize more than we congratulate? Do we judge more than we show joy? The Lord asks us not to be negative or speak negatively about one another. Let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 29 through 32. Ephesians 4, verses 29 through 32, and it reads, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Man, that is deep because that's actually the two verses that comes right after the Lord's prayer. I'm gonna read that last verse again, verse 32. It says, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Didn't Christ say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So for Christ's sake, the Father has forgiven us. Because we have an intercessor interceding on our behalf, brothers and sisters. Man, this is (laughs) this is deep, brothers and sisters. And it's personal. Because we think that we're doing the right thing. We let our emotions get the best of us, brothers and sisters. Let's look at the mission and the assignment of Jesus. Now, I spoke about it before. Jesus had two missions. Remember when an angel came to Mary and he talked about all these great things that Jesus would be doing. He would be a governor. He would be a a, a counselor. He would be king of kings, lord of lords. Yeah, he would be that. But that's not until he comes back. They didn't understand that Jesus had two missions. When he came in the world through Mary, he came as a sin offering. But that other prophecy that Mary and Joseph were given of what he would become 
That wouldn't be until he comes back, brothers and sisters. But the Jews of that day was expecting that Jesus during that day. Get us out from under the foot of the Romans. And if you ain't came to do that, then you ain't the Messiah. But Jesus had another mission to be a sin offering, brothers and sisters. But even when he came, as much knowledge as Jesus had and as much as he knew, he did not come to judge the world. So when we put ourselves in the position to judge, we are putting ourselves in a position above Jesus. Turn your Bibles to the book of John, the 12th chapter. Let the word be a witness to today's lesson. John, the 12th chapter, verses 46 through 48. John, the 12th chapter, verses 46 through 48. And it reads, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. Did you hear what Jesus said? You getting mad because you're sharing the Bible with people and they don't believe what you're saying, maybe because it's coming from you or maybe because they haven't heard it before. But nevertheless, they don't believe it. And when they don't believe you, oh man, you just don't, you, you, you just stuck in that old mind. Maybe true. Listen to what Jesus said at 47. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words have one that judge of him, the word that I have spoken. So it is the word that judges, brothers and sisters. The same shall judge him in the last day. That's why in Revelation 20 of chapter, it said, and the books were opened. And everyone was, a ju was judged by those things that were written in the books according to their works. Go and read it. Revelation is the 20th chapter. So Jesus said, it is the word that judges the brothers and the sisters. 49, for I have not spoken of myself, but the father which have sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the father said unto me, so I speak. So when you don't believe the word that Jesus spoke, it's not Jesus who's you, who you're not believing. It's the one who sent him that you're not believing, brothers and sisters. And it's the same way today. It ain't that people have a problem with, with you, brothers and sisters, when they don't believe the word. That's an issue and a problem that they got with the one who gave the word. So remove yourself from it and take your little pride, take your little ego and put it to the side. Stop taking things so personal. It ain't about you. It's about the word of God. It's about Jesus. And it's about the father, brothers and sisters. Paul gives us a code of conduct that we must follow as servants of God. True wisdom comes from the scriptures of the word of God, brothers and sisters. The purpose of sharing the word is to inspire those who hear it and who read it. 
to make the necessary changes and corrections that they must make in their lives for the purposes of salvation. Let's go to 2 Timothy, the third chapter. 2 Timothy, the third chapter. And we're going to read verses 12 through 17. 2 Timothy, the third chapter. Verses 12 through 17. And it says, yeah. And all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You wonder why you're going through hell and why you're experiencing problems? Because you said that you're a follower of Jesus. You got to suffer like Jesus suffered, brothers and sisters. So when you are suffering, we want you to know that you are in good company. Stop looking like it, stop looking at it as if suffering is a bad thing. It's part of the requirements of being a Christian. Verse 13, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them from. And that from a child, you have known the Holy Scriptures, you and I have known them from a child, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scriptures is given, or all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So brothers and sisters, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness. Don't you know that both are being tested? The one whom you are giving the word of God to and sharing the God with, sharing the word of God with and yourself. You are being tested to see how you are going to conduct yourself when people reject the word of God. How are you going to deal with it? How are you going to accept it? Are you going to let your ego and your pride get in, in the way as if you're the one that's being rejected? Or are you going to dust the dust off of your feet and say, okay, well, they're not listening to the word of God. I'm going to do like Jesus did. Jesus went on the outskirts of Galilee. Bethlehem. He had to go into the suburban area, what we would call the suburban area. He had to teach around his home because he told you a prophet of man is not accepted in his own home. Yeah, I know we want our family to accept this word, but I get more acceptance of this word that I teach from strangers than I do my own family. I get more people that watch the Bible show or Bible class truth hour from strangers and people from other countries and all other states and all cities than from people in my own town that saw me grow up. I can't take it personal. I, I just, you know what I'm saying? I, I, it ain't personal. 
I just have to do, brothers and sisters, what I am assigned to do. And I got to let God worry about the rest of that. Now, there are two types of wisdom, brothers and sisters. The wisdom that's given of man and the wisdom of God. No matter how wise or intelligent we think that we are, that we are, it's nothing compared to what we don't know, brothers and sisters. Continue to humble yourselves and be patient with others. Let's go to James, the third chapter. Let's go to the book of James, the third chapter. James, the third chapter. And we're going to read verses 12 through 17. James, the third chapter, verses 12 through 17. And it reads, can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh water. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. So when you have strife in your heart, and when you have bitterness, it's going to come across, brothers and sisters. You will take a scripture and put that scripture on social media for the purposes of trying to correct somebody else. This is what we in the hood call sneak dissing. I get brothers and sisters that do it all the time. And I have to tell them, I say, hey, are you putting that scripture up to really encourage people to learn about what said what's being said in the bible or are you really just trying to hit somebody right we just got to be careful man of what we do right i had someone put up a scripture saying that um something about the female pastors how the bible says there's not supposed to be any female pastors right but i personally know that this person knew a female pastor. And so I had to question the validity of that post. I said, yeah, the post is correct, but I'm questioning the motivation behind the post of that particular scripture. Right? Now it wasn't something for that person to answer to me. It was a it was an opportunity for that person to look at themselves and say, hey. Was I really motivated to put this scripture up because I know someone who is a female pastor and 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 ain't really uh, exercising themselves to be like a Christian? Or am I just putting this out because I learned this and this is new information? Again, that's between you and God, not judging, just questioning, brothers and sisters. And sometimes we got to question one another. Questioning is OK. Judging is not okay. Verse 16, it says, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without 
partiality and without hypocrisy. I was um, communicating in a group page called the Book of Enoch and Prophecy. I believe that's what the group page is called. And so as you could imagine, there's a lot of different philosophies in that particular group page. So brother put up there something about did Adam eating the apple make him wise or whatever it was. And I said, well, you know, it wasn't an apple. I said it was the knowledge that Satan gave unto Adam. There was a sister who jumped on there and said, oh, you think you know it all. Mr. Smarty Pants, this, 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 that, and the other. And, and, and we went back and forth for about 24 hours. And it wasn't that I was going back and forth with her on that type of level. I was just bringing to her scripture to prove my ministry. But her words became attacking. She attacked my character. She called me out of my name. I said, hey, is this the Christian thing to do? And then when I woke up the next morning after we went back and forth and I threw scriptures and everything, I said, look, I need to be the bigger person. So I commented. I said, hey, look, let's start over. Let's do the Christian thing. I apologize if I offended you in any way. My only motivation for commenting on this post was to share with the person who put up the post the information that I thought that they didn't have about the scripture, that it wasn't an adult, apple that Adam ate, it was the fruit of Satan lies. I said, in return, you responded to my comment on this person's post. I said, nevertheless, I apologize if I offended you, and if I have trespassed against you in any kind of way, I apologize, and I forgive you for the way that I felt as if you trespassed against me. And she came back on, and she put a heart on there, and she said, I apologize to you too. So brothers and sisters, sometimes it's not about being right, okay? It's about being peaceful. Let God work out all that other stuff. Once you have shared your truth, according to what you know that was written in the Bible, and that person don't receive it, let God work that out with them. Maybe you just planted the seed. And maybe that's all your job was to do was to plant the seed. But somebody else got to water it and let it grow in order for them to get it. Maybe they can't get it from you. And so the way I carried myself, it's more reflective of the God inside of me to that person than the truth of the scripture that I posted. And sometimes you got to give them the God that way through your behavior and your characteristics. Maybe they'll receive that better than they receive the word coming from you. Last verse, 18, and it reads, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace. Uh-oh. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, it ain't so much about proving you're right. It's about making peace, brothers and sisters. They don't accept the word that's on them. Let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. I was talking to someone today. I said one of the biggest life lessons that I've had to learn was not to take things personal. If you walk around taking things personal, you won't be at peace, brothers and sisters, because it will always be about you. It won't be about 
peace. First Corinthians, the third chapter, we're going to read verses 15 through 20. Now, again, people will not understand the righteousness of your thoughts and acts. A lot of people. Well, let me let me reverse that. Sometimes people will understand that better than the word, and sometimes people will understand the word better than your actions and your thoughts. Let me, let me just put it both ways so you can get it. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 3, 15 through 20, 3, 15 through 20, and it reads, If any man works shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that you are the temple of God? This right here, where do you think God dwells? Inside of here, inside of your mind. So when the king rests on your dome, you have the kingdom of God inside of you. If any man defile the temple of God, and let me go back and read verse 16 again before I read 17. Know ye not that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Let no man deceive you. If any man among you seem to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolish with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise that they are vain. So the Lord knows, brothers and sisters. He knows and he understands. So again, we just have to make sure that we are walking in the walk and we are allowing our words that we speak to turn into our own actions. Let's go to Matthew, the 12th chapter. Be very careful of how you critique and hold others accountable. God sees and hears all. Just like Pharaoh condemned his own firstborn with his own words that he spoke out of his own mouth to Moses. You could be condemning yourselves, brothers and sisters, by the way you deal with others. Let's go to Matthew, the 12th chapter. Matthew 12, and we're going to read verses 33 through 37. Matthew 12, verses 33. Through 37. And it reads, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruits. O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of thine heart, for out of the abundance of the heart of the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account. They shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. That represents your Facebook post too. That represents your tweet on Twitter. That represents your Instagram post too. It says, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof 
in the day of judgment. For by the words, you shall be justified and by, the, by your own words, you shall be condemned. We better think about it, brothers and sisters. We better think about it. That gives you something to think about. Every idle word that we speak is going to be brought into judgment. Mm. Judge not, lest ye be judged, brothers and sisters. That's what it all comes down to. Judge not, lest ye be judged. We are so quick to talk about the sins of other people. And that's why the elders used to say, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. See, we talk about things we got under control. We condemn the homosexual. We condemn the adulterer. We condemn those who don't keep the Sabbath day or the ones who celebrate the pagan holidays. We're so quick to condemn those people that do those things because we have those things under control. But what about the things that you and I are doing? Even in the dark where nobody can't see, brothers and sisters, it's something that we are all doing. Let one person say that they're not a sinner who's watching this live broadcast right now or YouTube video or video on Facebook after the live is going. Let one of you all say that you are not a sinner. I'll wait. Put your hand up in the comment section if, if you're not a sinner. Let's go to Matthew, the seventh chapter. Verses one through five. Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses one through five, it says, judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you should be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be a measure to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but consider not the beam that is in your own eye? Or how will you say to your brother, let me pull off the moat out of your eye and behold, a beam is in your own eye. You hypocrite. First cast out the beam out of your own eye and then shall you see clearly to cast out the moat out of your brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you, brothers and sisters. This is what I had one of the biggest problems with. I would always accept brothers and sisters into my circle. I will always give them the shirt off of my back and the food off of my table. Allow them a place to lay their head, give them opportunities on my stage. And there would be people that come to me and say, well, brother Black Ice, that brother is grimy, that sister is grimy. And I said, well, no, let, you know what I'm saying? If I'm good to them, maybe they'll change their ways. Maybe they'll do something different. And then when they turned on me, like they had turned on other people, because, see, I couldn't see it because of the connection of poetry. My wife is my biggest critic. She'll stop somebody and say, hey, you don't need to get close to this person right here. She will see things that I don't see. 
I don't know what it is that God gave her that she possesses, but whatever it is, she can point out a snake from a thousand miles away. And like me, I want to give everybody a chance. Like me, I want to love on everybody. And sometimes you got to love people from a distance. Sometimes you got to not let them into your inner circle because only the people that's closest to you can hurt you. I got to read that again. Verse 6, Matthew 7 and 6. Give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find not and the door shall be opened unto you. Brothers and sisters, life is a learning lesson. Some say that we never figure out life and at least until we are in our 70s. We, we just begin to learn how to live when we are in our 70s. That is very interesting, brothers and sisters, because many of us don't even live to see 70. So um, we got to take some things into consideration, brothers and sisters. We got to take some things into consideration. We got to revamp some things. We got to look at our own selves. We got to reevaluate our own circle, brothers and sisters. We got to do it. Let's go to the Hebrews, the third chapter. Is there anyone on this earth that is without sin? Is there anyone? If not, then how can we place ourselves above the sinners? If I'm doing something wrong and have done something wrong, and that person over there has done something wrong or is doing something wrong, how can you sit and judge that person over there when you got some things that you got to work out yourself? Maybe they're not doing what you're doing, but it is easy to talk about that person over there and how that person ain't right. That person over there is doing this and that person over there is doing that. And you still got some things to work out in your life. Leave that person alone. Let them work out. Whatever they got to work out with God. And you work out whatever it is that you got to work out with God. But again, we are in no position to cast the first stone. Let's go over to Hebrews, the third chapter. Hebrews, the third chapter. Turn your Bibles to Hebrews, the third chapter. And we're going to read verses 19 through 23. Hebrews, the third chapter, verses 19. Uh-oh, wait a minute. This may have been, let me see, Hebrews, the third chapter. Can't be the third chapter. Let me find out what it is. Give me one moment, brothers and sisters. That's the beautiful thing about modern day technology. <laughs> Let's go to 1 John 1 and 8. 1 John. One, and we're going to read verses eight. First John one, we're going to read eight through ten. First John one, eight through ten. 
and it reads, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Be careful, brothers and sisters. Everybody is doing something that we need to work on. It's 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 a very humbling thing to know. It's a very humbling thing to know, brothers and sisters, that you ain't arrived yet, that you ain't really made it there yet. Many of us know the law of this book. And we use it to our advantage. Many of us have a debating spirit, not to edify brothers and sisters but to edify ourselves. We just wanna show that we know more than you know. This is bad in the eyes of God. He don't respect that brothers and sisters, the Bible thumping Christians. Remember when we didn't know what we know today? We didn't know what we know and we didn't always do what we do today. So give people the same opportunity that others gave you to be patient until your transformation came. Remember, this word is a transforming word. This is the Holy Spirit that we're reading. His words are holy and they are spirit. And when they are in you, now you got that mind in you, the same that was in Christ Jesus. Be ye not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. First Corinthians 6. First Corinthians 6. We just got three, three more places to go. First Corinthians 6. And we're going to start at verse 1. First Corinthians 6. And we're going to go 1 through 11. And it reads, Dare any of you having a matter against another, go to the law before the unjust and not before the saints. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that you, that we shall judge angels? Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It says, know ye not that we shall judge angels? Don't you think Satan knows that too? that the same people that he's around this earth persecuting are the same ones that he's going to be judged by? I'm gonna read that again. Verse three, know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren, but brother go up to the law with the brother. So you go to the book, brothers and sisters, and you let the book judge, because that's what you're gonna be judged by anyway, the words that are in this book, read Revelations 20. Again, 
but brother go up to the law with brother and that and that before the believers now therefore there is utterly a fault among you because you go to the law one with another why do you not rather take wrong why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded nay you do wrong and defraud and that your brother know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of god be not deceived neither fornicators nor adulterers i mean i'm sorry idolaters nor adulterers nor um infamous nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor uh revilers nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of god and such were some of you but you are washed but you are sanctified set apart but you are justified in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of god we were once those things brothers and sisters and some of us are still struggling with some of those things now we have to hold on to one another and build one another up be strong for one another and not allow anyone to judge one another to tear one another down allow god to work on that person like god worked on you i'm gonna say it again allow god to work on that person like god worked on you let's go to galatians the sixth chapter galatians the sixth chapter and we are almost done we're going to start at verse one and read one through ten it says brethren if a man be overtaken in fault ye which are spiritual restore such as one in the spirit of meekness considering yourself lest thou also be tempted so if somebody's struggling let's build that brother up let's restore that brother and that sister verse two bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ for if a man think himself to be something like many of us do when he is nothing like many of us are he deceived himself but let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another for every man shall bear his own burden let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things be not deceived god is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we not faint so you're doing good you're helping people you're giving to the poor you're feeding the hungry and it seems like you're not being rewarded for it. you didn't took people you didn't gave them jobs you didn't gave them careers you didn't gave them opportunities and they ain't said thank you and now your little feelings are hurt and now you are disappointed because now that person is on and you ain't on like you used to be and that person ain't came back and show you showed you love but the bible says let us not be weary when you're doing well to other people and well doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not so don't give up in doing good god is going to reward you but his reward comes based on what your faith is maybe you ain't got 
enough faith. Maybe you need to work on your faith because your reward is attached to your faith. Number 11, it says, you see how large a letter I have written unto you with mine own hand. So brothers and sisters, we got to do some self-reflection here. Two places left. Let's go to Romans, the 14th chapter. Romans, the 14th chapter. Two places left. Don't allow the lack of knowledge that someone has, brothers and sisters, to cause you to ridicule them. If you share the word and they continue in their ways, still give it to God. Give them to God, brothers and sisters. If they have a desire to know the truth and to learn the truth, God will reveal it to them. Go back and listen to our lesson planting the seeds of salvation. You can't do it all. Maybe you can just, what do you call it? Um, plant the idea in their head, okay? Somebody else water it. Somebody else cultivate it. Stop trying to do it all. Just give them what God gave you to give them. Romans, the 14th chapter. Romans, the 14th chapter. And we're going to start this at verse 11 through 14. It says, for it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore. But judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know and I am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. But to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. So brothers and sisters, let's let God do what his job is and let us do what our job is. Stop trying to do God's job for him. We got one more scripture to go, John the eighth chapter. This is the best example that we have, brothers and sisters. We have in this word of God, the story of the woman who committed adultery and the people of Israel took up stones to stone her, right? I ask you, the listener and the viewer and the reader, the same question. Before you pick up a stone and try to throw it at your brother or your sister, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. John, the eighth chapter, verses one through seven. John, the eighth chapter, verses one through seven. And we are on 4% on Poet Radio. So brother Ellington, hopefully we don't cut off because this is the last one. John eight, verses one through seven. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her hand in the midst, they said unto him. Master, this woman is taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him, but Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. 
So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Number one, what was the man that she was found in the act of adultery with? Why you didn't bring him to Jesus as well? So there was some foolishness in the game, but Jesus was wise enough to know that let's show them a mirror of themselves. We are so quick to point out others and what they do and what they are guilty of and what their shortcomings are, but we are less likely to do it to ourselves. It's easy to be critical, but it's hard to be correct. It's easy to be critical but it's hard to be correct. Brothers and sisters, let this lesson be edifying to you and glorifying to God. I thank you so much for your time. Now, for those who are watching via YouTube, number one, we want you to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button below. And then go to Facebook and like our Facebook group page, which is the Truth Hour Bible Show. Now, for those who are on um, Facebook and you have a YouTube channel, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Truth Hour TV. Again, Truth Hour TV. If you would like to be added to our text message invite reminder list, then text your name and the keyword Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. Brothers and sisters, we appreciate you, all of your support. We're going to stand and face Jerusalem and pray out. Please continue to share this lesson. Somebody needs to hear it. Somebody needs to see it. Somebody needs to read these scriptures that we shared in tonight's lesson. All right. Let's stand up and face Jerusalem. Almighty God, Father, we come before you this evening once again, and we say thank you, Father God, for another powerful lesson. Let us learn and receive your word, Father God, as it is written in the Bible, Father God. Let us remove ourselves, our egos, and our pride, Father God, and take a clear look in the mirror at that man and at that woman, Father God. We know that we have fallen short of the glory of God and our righteousness is as of a filthy rags, Father God. Let us not be judges of our brothers and our sisters, but be one that would help them, Father God, and encourage them and inspire them, Father God, to be closer to you and to get into your word. Father God, I pray that this lesson tonight was edifying to all those who watched and viewed, and I pray that it was glorifying to you. And I pray and ask these things through your son, Jesus Yeshua name, amen. We thank you so much, brother, for your time and your attendance. And again, please continue to share this word um, because it's all about doing what we can to bring people closer to salvation and working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Thank you so much. Until next Tuesday, God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Peace and blessings.